here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Please welcome back to the driver's seat. In fact, for the first time since uh, since last year and before lockdown and all that, one the one and only Tim Edwards. Let's try that again. Oh, working well, beautifully, mate. Well, I know, wow. I know. Let's wow. try that again. Please welcome back to the driver's seat the one and only Tim Edwards. Yep, evening, guys. <laughs> It sounds Tongue like you've twisted. all had a few beers to warm up yeah. this program. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got sunstroke anyway, so apart from that. <laughs> you've probably got sunstroke too, Tim, from being uh, in Darwin. So that was good weather up there, wasn't it? It was lovely weather up there. It, uh, yeah, I arrived back in Melbourne and it was about two degrees, so I had about a 30-degree uh, uh, temperature shift. Oh, that's, yeah, that's horrible. I had, I I had thermal shock, a bit like the brake rotors have at the end of the Bathurst Strait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, mate, massive news coming out of Darwin on the weekend was that uh, you guys, Tickford, have got another wreck for 2022, going back to four cars. So that's obviously got to be something that um, you're extremely happy about. And, and obviously, Tommy Randall um, coming on board for, for a full-time seat next year. Um, both of those things, massive positives for the weekend. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, our business model for, for several years has been four cars, and obviously we've run four of our own. We've had customers in there with people like Phil Monday, um, and, you know, it was never our intention to drop back to three cars, but obviously through circumstances out of control, that was sort of forced upon us this year. And so, you know, when the opportunity came to, to tender for a wreck um, uh, recently, we, we sort of jumped at it because, you know, we need to get back to that. You know, I don't... I don't do odd numbers. I can't hop in a car and not have a, not have the radio on an even number. And to have three cars <laughs> in the pit lane is, is, you know, it, it comes with its challenges. You know, it's, it makes it awkward, you know, when you've got a single car there that you've got to pair with someone else. So, you know, the right move for us to, to was to get back to four cars. You know, our, our businesses, you know, if you look at the manufacturing ability we've got and all those sort of, you know, it's all geared around running four cars. And so we needed to get back to doing that. And, you know, we, we, you know, you're obviously always in the market looking to see if there is another Phil Monday around that, that might want, you know, that sort of, um, you know, turnkey solution. But in the absence of that, uh, you know, we needed to bite the bullet, buy a wreck and, um, and get, you know, get going again ourselves with that fourth car. Uh, Tim, let's talk Darwin just for a second. Um, the results for the team over the weekend, how would you... Describe that. Of course, it was a, a wild card for Tommy Randall, but Waters, Courtney, and LeBrock. Talk to me about their results and, and how it all worked. What did you think? Uh, personally, that was an average weekend for us. I mean, we got we got a second on Saturday, which obviously is a you know is a good result. But um, you know, JC had some some good speed. Um, you know, he was you know consist, consistently sort of in the hunt, so to speak. But you know. It, Cam really battled with his his car all weekend. He just, particularly in qualifying, he just couldn't find that sweet spot with it. Um, and, you know, when you're looking for a 10th, you know, the sweet spot's really what you're looking for. So, you know, it was a, it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a, one of our stronger events, but, you know, there was, you know, some definite positives come out of it. And, and Tommy Randall was one of them. And, uh, you know, the great thing was we announced to everybody that, you know, he was part of our lineup for next year. And, and then he went out and had a strong weekend. You know, we had a bit of an issue um, on the first race on Sunday, which we're not, we, we've got to, we changed the whole front front end of the car after that race because he had massive vibration in the front to a, not sure if it's a cracked rotor or something like that, but 
Um, but apart from that mechanical, you know, he, he drove solidly all weekend and and really demonstrated to people why we signed him. And so, you know, yeah. that move that he put on Anton, you know, that was a ripper. You know, to have the mental capacity to pull that off, you know, just shows that, you know, he's he's not stretching himself. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, we've obviously been grooming him, you know, in the background. You know, that's the reason we run our Super 2 program um, is to find our next Cam Waters and, uh, and you know, we've believed in Tom since we first ran him. Mm. I mean, he's actually going to, because of that move, he's going to certainly feature in my uh, three, two, one votes for the weekend. But, um, I mean, where do you where do you see Tickford at the moment compared to, say, Triple Eight and DJR? I mean, it wasn't one of your greatest weekends, as you said. I mean, are there improvements to be made? And if there are improvements, where are they? Because, you know, we get quite a bit of feedback here on the driver's seat from our fans, and you're well-funded. You've got great drivers. Um, and, I, I mean, has this year or even the last couple of years for you been a pass mark, Tim, in your opinion? Uh, well, unless you're winning the championship, you know, it can never be a pass mark. You know, we don't we don't go racing just to, to make up the numbers, you know. I often say to people, you know, if we've had a second or a third, well, that's a good result, but it's not a great result. Uh, you know, a great result is is winning the race, and and you also don't want to be a one trick pony. You know, we don't want to rely you know, solely on Cam. You know, I need his teammates up there fighting with him, taking points off other people. You know, I don't. Mm. So so we're not performing as as well as we'd like. You know, we're still. You know, we've been for a decade or more one of the top three teams in the championship. You know, invariably every year we finish. You know, in the you know, in that sort of top end of the of the championship and so you know for the last few years we've been sitting in garage three you know year on year and even when we have a shocker of a year we still finish third in the team's championship so you know we're we're still one of the you know i describe it as the powerhouse teams of the pit lane and Mm -hmm. you know we really are in control of our own destiny we're not just a customer just saying you know here's the you know, here's, here's my money and give me what I need. You know, we're developing our own car and we're manufacturing our, our own parts. So, you know, we, we do everything ourselves. And sometimes that's, you know, you could argue that's maybe not the best business model, but that's the way this was, business was set up, you mm. know, by ProDrive best part of 20 years ago. So, mm. you know, we do do our own in, in-house engine program. You know, we, we, we do so much more than a lot of other teams. Um, and, and it's a bit... It, it will be difficult at this point to even unwind some of those things because, you know, you set yourself on a on a course and you've got a, a facility that's got all this in it. Um, what would you do with it if you weren't doing a lot of those things? So, you know, it's... Um, but, but look, getting back to your question, look, we've got to do better and we're striving to do that. You know, we tested a whole host of new parts on our car at the Winton test. Mm. You know, unfortunately, then, you know, we got exited out of the state and so you then go into a holding pattern um, you know, whilst other teams were tested in Queensland, we were all just locked in houses in New South Wales, not able to do anything other than stare at our laptops. In fact, our cars were sitting in the truck, you know, largely set up for Winton. So we had an enormous amount of work to do even when we got to Darwin because we needed to convert them into Darwin cars, which had, you know, different drop gears and completely different suspension set up. Um, so, you know, they're, they're not excuses, but it certainly wasn't one of our stronger rounds saying that you know we still got a second so we're, we're still there and and i think for for young tom you know he showed that you know to um to have never even driven on that track before the weekend yeah. you yeah. know to, to perform as well as he did shows that you know he's he's got he's, he's got the goods and i think that also shows that you know 
the, you know, there is depth coming in our team. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And JC, JC's just been firing more and more. You know, he was consistently in the 10 all weekend and, you know, on the back, just off the podium. So, you know, he, he had a very strong weekend. Um, you know, Jack, Jack's really struggling in qualifying. It's just his Achilles heel at the moment. And this category is a qualifying category. And so, yeah. you know, that's we're working very hard in the background to try and, you know, give Jack the car he needs to qualify better because we know he can race well. He's demonstrated that in the past, but mm. you don't get to show that when you qualify, you know, not in the front half of the field. No matter who you are. So what what would you like to see or what does the second half of the year look for look like for you to be a success? What do you think needs to happen to be to oh, have a, a good successful second half? I had the exact conversation with Cam Waters today. We need more wins. You know, we've had six or seven second places and one win. You know, you don't want to be the bloke who's always finishing second. You know, that's almost more frustrating than not being on the podium at all. You know? Absolutely. And it's difficult, it's difficult to say that, you know, getting all those second places, you know, it just probably makes you even more hungry for, well, why am I still one step away? And look, Gizzy, you know, there's no shine away from the fact that Gizzy is, he is on, he is on form at the moment. You know, he is the man to beat. Um, and, you know, in most of those, if not all of that just about all of those second places are actually behind Gizzy. So, yeah. um, so look, you know, we've got to get more wins. It's so what about moving forward, Tim, like with next, next year, you've got um, obviously got Tommy locked in, but the three current drivers are all off contract at the moment. Yeah. So is it uh, your idea to try to keep a bit of harmony there and, you know, try to lock all three of them away? So you've got those three plus Tommy next year, or are you looking at, Changing the driver lineup, you know, I'm I'm obviously pretty sure that Cam's fairly safe, but but you know, what, what's your well, plan Cam, Cam, moving forward? Cam's, Cam's fairly safe because I got an automatic renewal clause that was triggered last <laughs> year anyway. So, there so, it is. <laughs> so yeah, Cam's not going anywhere. So yep. um, uh, look, JC's a little bit different. He is actually he is part of the t- uh, the boost furniture, so he he comes as part of our of our deal with um, with Boost. And look, we would dearly love to keep him. He's been a great asset to the team and, um, you know, he's fitted in so well. Um, and I think, you know, even when I roll the clock forward and think about Gen 3, somebody with his experience would be ideal to be in one of our cars for, yeah. for Gen 3. But, you know, that's all part of working through the commercialities of who sponsors our cars next year, which, you know, we're always actively working on, as every other team is. Um, and then, and, and Jack, well, you know, you know, he's he's got to perform. He knows that, yep. and, and we're doing everything we can, and he's doing everything he he can. You know, you, you have to perform in this category, um, and you know, we hope, and as does he, that we can, you know, we can we can find his sweet spot, and and he can start to deliver. I I want to. There was scuttlebutt and rumor and innuendo flying around the halls of motorsport at the moment about that triple eight seat. <laughs> Here we go. Watch Grab out. the watch keys out, Tim, to the room of hell. We're going to crank it up. If, if you um, log on to Speed Cafe tomorrow and you see, <laughs> see something. <laughs> I, I want to pose a scenario to you, Tim. Uh, mm. Brock Feeney doesn't get the triple eight seat. Um, Peter Adderton's come out during the week and said, no matter what happens with that triple eight seat, Brock Feeney will be in a main game supercar next year. Could we see, is it in the universe of possibility, we will see a two-car boost main game team at Tickford with Feeney and Courtney? 
well, nothing's beyond the realms of possibility. Oh, <laughs> um, oh. But, but, it's not a yes, uh, it's not, not a really no. Your serious suggestion. Who would know? I mean, you know, it's not it's not like Peter to put things out there for um for um um you know to um yeah, he, he's uh, encourage some people rumor. like you to yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you talk about scuttlebutt earlier. Um, yeah, but, um, Peter loves his scuttlebutt in public. <laughs> yes, he does. It's not exactly rumor and innuendo behind the scenes, is it, with Peter? <laughs> no, just, not really. He just not throws when, it out there. <laughs> When you not when you post it on every social media forum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I think you know, I I, I think that Triple uh, Eight seat, whenever that is announced, is going to is going to be the the unlocking of the key, so to speak. To to it'll be the key that unlocks all the driver seats about uh, about next year, and I think it's going to be really interesting to watch. Um, Gen three, tell us about Gen three because. Well, they're, they're, oh, I think they're under the most pressure there. You're under the pump. You've they've got, got so many cars to that's build. Right. You've got and three customer cars. Possibly one for Blanchard. I want to, and, and this is for me, right? This is for me personally. I know our listeners, are, again, have given us feedback on this. And I think I saw you being interviewed on it um, across the weekend about Gen 3 and its timing of introduction. Because as a fan, I look at it and go, how can, and I know it's going to be tested throughout the year, but how can you start a championship with one car and then finish it with a completely new car? Would it not have made sense for you and for everyone else to take a whole year of development and then introduce the car in 2023? Because I just do not get the decision and why it was made. I'd love you to tell me why it's a good decision. Jeez, talk about putting me on the spot. Look, in all honesty, every team is happy with the decision about when we run the car. Everybody's bought into it. So it wasn't like it caught any of us off guard. Um, Yep, you're not wrong. It is a little bit unusual. But the the hope from a team's perspective is that, well, we are going to be running these cars for the first half of the year. So the hope from, you know, certainly if I just put my own selfish team hat on, Sure. I'm hoping that we get a greater understanding of that car than our competitors in that first six months of the year. So, so we do come out as one of the, the leading contenders, you know, when we switch cars. Naturally, I'm hoping that we're one of the leading contenders even in our current cars for the, for the first half of next year. So I think yeah. there's, also, there's a self-belief in the teams that, well, we're not actually bothered by it because we all think that we're going to do a, you know, equivalent job that we're doing at the moment. And if I think, well, at that point in time, I'm leading or second or third in the championship, my expectation is my form's not going to change because I'm, I will have done enough homework that when I yeah. jump into that car, I'm going to be as competitive as I was before. So, you know, the, look, yeah, yeah there's, there's plenty of people saying, well, why don't you just do it in 2023? Well, you know what? There is always commercial pressure in life. Everyone, you know, mm. you've got commercial pressure. Everybody's Absolutely. got commercial pressure. So there is always reasons in the background as to why you make decisions. And sometimes you just can't talk about them and say, it's X, Y, and Z has driven us to that, you know, whether, so, you know, I think you've just got to trust the teams that, that we believe this is the right decision for us as teams. You know, now personally, had we gone racing with them at the start of next year, I wouldn't have been happy with that. I'm happy that we're going to yeah. race them in the middle of the year. Okay. Doing it at the start would have would have been a real challenge and we would have had our ring hanging out over the Christmas break. Now, mm. I'm going to have four chassis sitting in my factory by the end of October this year 
complete fabricated chassis sitting there that I will just then quietly and diligently go about assembling and by you know February next year I'll have at least two of them as running cars that, that I can go testing with and then the other two cars will be just tinkered along in the background and so from a timing perspective I'm more than comfortable that we're going to have sufficient testing of these cars and we're also going to have sufficient time to build them without burning out our staff so you know so from working from this day forward it's the right decision and then if you understood some of the commercial pressures and that in the background you understand well you know we needed to do it next year and all the teams have bought into that and we're supportive of it and like i say we've all selfishly or naively or whatever you want to call it got the <laughs> belief in ourselves that well i'm going to be competitive even when we change cars so um you know, and there'll be teams thinking, well, I'm going to be more competitive in this new car than I am at the moment. So they'll also have their own agenda thinking that this is going to be their leg up. So they, they, they want it next year rather than wait until 23 because if they believe they're going to be more competitive, then they want it as soon as they can. So mm. when you actually sort of break it down, this, you know, apart from a, a bit of confusion from the public as to why we would, um, we're all comfortable with it. But I've got to say, Tim, that's... About the best answer I've heard from any representative up and down pit lane, be it supercar or from team land, as to why everyone's happy to do it. Mm. So uh, I'm glad you said that because, as I said, we get feedback all the time. And even I cracked off a couple of weeks ago about I thought it was just a dumb decision. But when you put mm. it that way and you and you actually express or the teams and or supercars express to the fan base why – it kind of makes sense. Yeah. You go, okay, no dramas. As long as you can have a lot of testing before, then yeah. that's the decision that's been made. But I guess one of my biggest criticisms over this whole Gen 3 thing, Tim, has been the lack of communication from supercars, which has no doubt frustrated teams as well, to the fan base about who, what, why, and how Gen yeah. 3 is being rolled out. Yeah, yeah no, I understand that. And, and, and I think, you know... To be honest, I think supercars have learned a bit of a lesson there as well. You know, even a lot of the teams have been a bit frustrated by that. So, that, you know, there's been a, a fair come to cheeses, you know, with, you know, trying to, you know, pass a lot more information down. But it's one of those things, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You know, you give out too much information, you know, and some of it might be confidential and you can guarantee within 24 hours it'll be on Speed Cafe. So, you know, <laughs> you, 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 you kind of, you know... You, you, if you sit in their shoes, they're going, well, we can't tell everybody this because we know it'll get out straight away. So, we, you know, or, or we can't send them an image of that out because we know it'll get straight out. You know, so you're always battling with that as well. Um, but, yeah, look, I think, you know, there's been a few lessons learned in this. Um, and, and some of the reasons why we make decisions have to remain commercial in confidence, you know. In fact, in fact, we've just had Ben from Dolby, one of our listeners, text in saying, good work, Tim Edwards, best explanation of the current Gen 3 situation I've heard to date. So there you go. Immediate response to that. So well done. Yep. And, good. and and you mentioned, uh, speaking about uh, commercial commitments and whatnot, uh, we should point out that Tim Edwards does appear as our feature interview thanks to our good friends, Ryko Filters. You can ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> there it is. But uh, Tim, perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. But Tim, I want to quickly look ahead towards the not too distant future with Bathurst on the horizon. Now, we we already know that Tommy Randall's locked in as a co-driver this year, along with James Moffat and Alex Premer making his uh, debut for the team. But uh, we saw earlier on that DJR announced a backup driver in case Scott McLaughlin can't leave the United States. Do you guys have one in case Alex Premer's stuck in Vegas? Uh, well, he lives in LA now, but 
but but but Scotty's stuck for different reasons. Um, you know, he's got the commitment of um, he can't afford the fourteen days quarantine. Um, Alex is not. Alex has always known that effectively he's in for a five week trip to 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 do Bathurst um, because he needs to come do fourteen days, then we test, you know, and then we prep for Bathurst. So uh, yeah, whereas Scotty's got a slightly different. You know, he he doesn't have time in his schedule to slot in that 14 days of quarantine. So they are, they are different. Um, you know, we're, we're still working through that. Um, it's the, um, you know, the first process is getting your visa, which Alex is doing at the moment, but you can't apply for your exemption to come here until you're in a two month window. So we're not quite there yet. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Tim, you've uh, you've sat in the driver's seat hot seat and done very, very well. If anyone's earned themselves a beer after this interview, I think it's you, mate. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, Thank you. Hey, mate, we really do appreciate you being incredibly transparent. That's why we love getting you on board because you go straight to the source and there's no rumour and innuendo and scuttlebutt like that. But uh, you got a couple of weeks back home, thankfully, before you head up to Townsville. Mm. So uh, hopefully you can put the feet up well, just a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, well, not quite at home. My uh, my boys do uh, some a uh, bit of motocross and desert racing, and we've got the Hatter Desert Race next week. So as of uh, next week, I'll be in the desert pre-running for a few days before the Hatter Desert Race next weekend. So I'm not going to have too many days at home. But um, anyway, you you actually missed Townsville, Tim, didn't you? Was it was it last year or the year before with uh, with that yeah, race? I missed it a couple of times for the Hatter Desert Race. Yeah. That's right. And they did so, and, did they not and didn't they actually the win. team win what with you not there? <laughs> they may have. <laughs> <laughs> and your point is <laughs> Oh it's just it was just all coming back to me. It was. I just it, I, that was so actually you, you, you thank me you thank me for it and offered me a beer and then you slandered me. <laughs> that was actually meant to be my inside voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, that's very that, oh, that's very funny. Well, good luck to the boys anyway. Make yeah, sure they stay you. safe out there in that desert. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yep. But Tim, we, we appreciate you jumping aboard the driver's seat, mate. Uh, enjoy uh, enjoy what brief uh, time you have off before you're back at the racetrack, and uh, hopefully we'll chat to you soon on the driver's seat. No worries. Cheers, guys. Here you go. Tim Thank Edwards you. joining us here on the driver's seat. Nice work, Steve. Well done. Now we'll never get him back <laughs> yeah. on. You know what? I didn't get to say much. Yeah. And when I did, I put my foot straight in it. I know. I kind of, I, I must admit, I kind of took over that interview there because. No, it was good. Like, I, I loved hearing that from Tim because yeah. we needed to hear that Gen 3 stuff. We, I think you you're needed right. to, oh, you know, 100%. You, you, you needed to ask the hard questions about, well, that wasn't really hard, but wanting to get his personal explanation on, on yep. the way Tickford's performing and what they need to do. But yep. we've never actually had great. that answer given to us. Like, no, I'm no, sure I, that question's been, been asked. Yeah, I thought Tim was really open and forthright and honest there. They know they're not doing well enough and mm. they're going to need to pick their game up. And I think they're all looking towards that Gen 3 as a bit of a, oh, thank God, car of the future or Gen yeah. 2 or whatever, it's gone. And we can reset the clock a little bit because – you look at those results over the weekend, Stevie J, like a P2 for Waters and a P7, P8. Courtney had a P10, a P10, a P5. LeBrock had a 20, and 11, and a 15. And Randall, who you can't go by anything, had a 9, 25, and 11. Yeah. That's just not good enough. It's hard. And what Tim was saying was right about coming into the new car, and some may have a grasp of it better than others. If you remember back rightly to the start of the car of the car future. Of the future. Um, it was like six winners, we, wasn't it? 
BJR were absolutely killing it. Yep. They were smoking everybody. They yep. were on top of the car of the future before anybody else mm. got, you know, obviously got wind of what they needed to get into the window. Uh, and that may that may happen with Tickford with Gen 3. It may mm-hmm. happen with BJR again. You never Correct. know. So Correct. it could really throw the cat amongst the pigeons for the, the you know, obviously the mid-season onwards next year, especially if, you know, Red Bull and DJR don't have a handle on it straight away. And Harrison's just chimed in. Harrison, best interview all year, Tim Edwards. Yep. Mate, well done. Thanks, thanks for that. Well done, Harrison. Yep, straight here. You heard it here first on the driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim Edwards was, of course, our feature interview thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask me connect for Ryko Filters, the professional choice. We'll get to some of your texts in just a moment, but keep them coming in. 0433981116 is the number. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191.